Step 9. Amends. Week 1, Day 4. Characteristics of Biblical Amends. The opening prayer for this lesson is, God, help me understand biblical amends and give me courage to do it. Each amends may look different depending on the sin and your relationships with those you have hurt. Sometimes amends can be as simple as admitting wrong and asking for forgiveness. Other times, you will face significant consequences to make amends. Biblical amends does not always mean that you agree with the one you have heard about what will repair sin's damage or when your debt is fully repaid. Agreement between parties that a debt is settled is reconciliation, not amends. Sometimes you will selfishly want to dismiss the consequences of sin. Sometimes people will demand more than you owe them. Whether or not you agree with those you have harmed about what it will take to settle your debts, deciding what makes an adequate amends should not rely upon your judgment alone. Biblical amends will align with God's will. You must rely upon the Holy Spirit, the Bible, God's people, and His establishments of justice to guide you. Remember, amends is the part of the peace process in which you clean up your side of the relationship, making no excuse for sin and having no expectation of those you have harmed. It is a step of humble obedience to initiate peace with others. Romans 13 verse 8, the extra mile memory verse, says, Owe no one anything except to love each other, for the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. Take time to answer these questions now. Question 1. Are there relationships in which you have done all you can to repair the damage? but you are still not reconciled. Explain. Question 2. Is there anyone to whom you feel that the damage of your sin is too great for you to ever make amends? If so, list one and explain why. While the amends process can vary depending upon your sin and relationships with those you have hurt, most biblical amends will include the following characteristics. Characteristics of biblical amends. A humble attitude of repentance, love, and obedience. Acceptance that you have sinned, combined with the desire to turn from sin, repair sin's damage, and make peace without excusing the sin. I have no excuse for what I did. I want to turn from sin and do my part to make peace. I want to honor Christ and love others. Psalm 139 verse 23 to 24 says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts, and see if there be any grievous way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. An honest and specific confession of sin. Willingness to tell the whole truth. Confession includes the faith to obey God, trusting Him with the outcome, and dying to your sinful nature. On Monday, I looked at pornography on my computer, instead of, I struggled with lust. Ephesians 5 verse 11 says, Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. An apology. Admitting with sorrow that the sin caused damage because it violated God's standard. What I did was wrong. I hurt you and dishonored God. I am sorry. I regret what I did. Luke 15 verse 21 says, And the wayward son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. 
a request for forgiveness, asking the one you have hurt to forgive you. This important question gives an opportunity for the one you have hurt to release the burden of your sin. Will you forgive me? Willingness to make restitution. Facing consequences by offering to do what is appropriate to repair the sin's damage and rebuild trust. For some sins, a confession and asking for forgiveness is enough. Yet, some offenses require more. For example, repaying financial losses, repairing damaged property, paying fines, imprisonment, etc. What can I do to repay or repair the damage my sin caused? Romans 13 verse 8 says, Owe no one anything except to love each other, for the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. Readiness to share Christ. Prepared to tell why you were making amends. What I did was wrong. Jesus died to make amends for my sins so that I could have peace with God. I want to follow Christ's example as a peacemaker. Christ offers you peace with God too. 1 Peter 3 verse 15 says, But in your hearts honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. Yet do it with gentleness and respect. Steps of Change Following through faithfully Examining what led to sin Repenting and following Christ to change sinful behavior Continuing restitution until the debt of sin is settled or forgiven 1 John 3 verse 18 says Little children, let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and in truth The first four characteristics of amends provide an opportunity for the person affected by your sin to let go of his or her hurt by accepting full responsibility for your sin, naming your sin, admitting that your actions were wrong and seeking forgiveness, you give the other person an opportunity to heal from the emotional damage of your sin. The last three characteristics of amends work to repair your sin's damage to material possessions and relational trust. By accepting the consequences of sin, repaying what was broken or lost, financial loss, property loss, or injustice, Changing the sinful behavior pattern and communicating the heart of Christ behind your actions, you rebuild trust with those you harmed. These actions communicate that healthy relationships with God and those you hurt are more important to you than avoiding consequences. They can also help to establish a new relationship based on truth and love. Apology is defined as a written or spoken expression of one's regret for having insulted, failed, injured, or wronged another. Finally, the Bible is clear that upon realizing that you have sinned, if possible, you should not delay making amends. In Matthew 5, verse 23 to 25, Jesus said, So if you are offering your gift at the altar, and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go. First, be reconciled to your brother, and then come and offer your gift. Come to terms quickly with your accuser while you are going with him to court, lest your accuser hand you over to the judge and the judge to the guard and you be put in prison. Take note, making amends for sin is implied in the word reconciliation here because your brother has something against you. Restitution is defined as payback made by giving an equivalent or compensation for loss, damage, or injury caused. Proverbs 6, verse 1 to 5 says, My son, if you have put up security for your neighbor 
have given your pledge for a stranger. If you are snared in the words of your mouth, caught in the words of your mouth, then do this, my son, and save yourself, for you have come into the hand of your neighbor. Go, hasten, and plead urgently with your neighbor. Give your eyes no sleep and your eyelids no slumber. Save yourself like a gazelle from the hand of the hunter, like a bird from the hand of the fowler. When someone has a claim against us, Scripture advises us to attempt to make amends before we go to sleep, to come to terms quickly with accusers, and even to delay our offerings to God. Sometimes it is appropriate to delay amends so as not to harm others. But usually when God convicts us of sin, He wants us to make amends promptly. Sins against others that have not been handled biblically affect both your relationships with God and the one harmed. It influences how others view your God. God wants you to owe no one anything except love. He wants no sin to stand in the way of His love. A follower of Christ obeying God is willing to face consequences, make amends for sin, and share God's love with others. The Great Commandment in Matthew 22, verse 37 to 40 says, And Jesus said, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment, and a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. In John 14, verse 21, Jesus said, Whoever has my commandments and keeps them, he it is who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and reveal myself to him. In Matthew 5, verse 44 to 45, Jesus said, But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, so that you may be sons of your Father who is in heaven. Answer this question. Question 3. Is this amends process new to you? When did you last make amends for sin as outlined in this lesson? Explain. The closing prayer for this lesson is, God, help me to do my part to remove anything standing in the way of your love by making amends. Now it's time to take action. This week, tell two Regeneration Group members how they have encouraged you.